good morning, my beautiful family! How's everybody doing today? It's great to see you. I'm so glad that you got up out of bed and got yourself pulled together and came to GT this morning, especially for those of you who are like me and you are not a morning person. Like, more, like those morning people, you know what I'm talking about, right? Those people who wake up and they're just a ray of sunshine all day, you know, right? It's like five o'clock in the morning, there is no ray of sunshine. There is. I'm so glad, whether you're a morning person or a night person, I'm so glad that you guys all came here today. And listen, I am, um, it's my mission. I got to tell you, perhaps uh, the greatest thing that I pray over your life every day when I pray for you, probably the greatest desire, the greatest thing that I ask God for over your life is this. I pray for you that you would know who you are that your identity would not be wrapped up and tied up in who you know or what you have or how much you have or how much you weigh. Or... My prayer for you is that you would know who you are. And I came this morning to talk to you about labels. Labels, we all wear labels. And so before I talk to you about the different kinds of labels, I want to take just a minute first to talk to you about words. How many of you know that words are very, very powerful, right? Words are super powerful. The Bible says that the power of life and death are right here, that we have the ability to speak life over someone or over a situation or death over someone or over a situation. And First, the positive aspects of, of words. Like, how many of you remember like being encouraged maybe by a parent or, or by a coach or by a friend? Words have this amazing ability. Encouraging words have this ability to challenge us and to excite us, to, to lift us up. Think about some of the most powerful compliments that you've ever been given in your life? What's the nicest thing anybody has ever said about you? If it's been a while, let me be the one this morning to tell I'm gonna give you perhaps one of the best compliments that you can ever get, all right? Are you ready? Hey, it's, it looks like you're losing some weight. That's a good one, isn't it? No, no, you never get tired of hearing that, right? Listen, words have the power to encourage us and to shape us to challenge us to reach beyond maybe where we're at in our lives. I'm so thankful that I had parents that were very, very careful with how they use their words. They, they told me that I could be anything I want when I grow up, that there were no boundaries and there were no limitations. And I'm so thankful that it's their words that ring in my head when I'm having a bad day, that Matt, God loves you and he is with you and he's called you. And they, they did such a great job of that. And I hope that's what you experienced. I hope you've heard some positive things, some things that have challenged you to be your very, very best. How many of you know that the positive words, the positive things that are spoken over us are powerful, but so are the negative ones. So are the harsh and cruel words that people speak. 
I know for a lot of you, you heard that you don't matter, that you're stupid, that you're, you're the bad daughter, that you're average. Just, just it's okay. Just, just be comfortable with being average. And even deeper than that, I know for a lot of you, you heard that you're ugly and that you don't matter and but you'll probably end up being just like your dad. You're just like your mom. For us, what we do a lot of times, family, is it's easier for us to grab on and hold on to the negative than the positive. What's the most harmful thing that anyone has ever said to you? And isn't it sad that we believe it? And it's those things, family. It's those things. It, it, I don't know how this happens. I don't know how the human mind works. But it's like all those compliments seem to fall to the background. And what do we do when we hear those negative comments and we hear the? It's those things that we hold on to. Those are the things that become the labels that we wear. You're stupid and you don't count. You're ugly, you're poor. Those are the things that we grab onto and we slap a label on ourselves. I came this morning, my beautiful family, to encourage you to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to remove those labels. And if you're here today or you're watching at home and you recognize that you have tried to find your identity in something or in someone else other than Christ and you're, you're struggling, you're like, what's going on with me? Things seem to, to go good for a while and then boom, like I'm doing good, I'm cruising right along and then suddenly it's like I keep sabotaging myself. There's some of us that are wearing labels from the time we were a child. Maybe you didn't have parents that encouraged you. Maybe you were at school the one that got bullied. And so we pick up these labels. We hear that we're stupid and we hear that we don't matter and what those things do is they become self-fulfilling prophecy. When things are going good in our lives, there's this subconscious thing that causes us to sabotage the good. Someone asked me if I believe in generational curses. What I know I do believe is that somewhere along the way, we pick up these negative labels and we allow them to become our identity. And so, oh, who you, you're the liar. Oh, who you, you're the cheater. You're the thief. Oh, you're the one that's all full of yourself. You're... And these things become a part of our identity. 
And so I came to show you in the word of God today, my beautiful family, exactly who God says that you are. Because I have some truth for you today. And I actually want you to repeat this truth to the person beside you. Would you look them in the eye and would you say, I am not who you think I am? Because there'll be days that you'll think I'm the greatest thing in the whole world. I'm not who you think I am. There'll be times where you'll be like, oh man, that message was just for me. I got some goosebumps. I got, there are times if, you are, if your identity is all wrapped up and based on who people tell you you are, get ready for your life to look just like this. Because sometimes people will like you and sometimes people won't. I am not who you think I am. But we need to go even a step further. I need you to look your neighbor in the eye again and tell them, I am not who I think I am. Because there's times. And I got to be honest with you this morning, my beautiful family. You know I always am. For so much of my life, who I thought I was, my value and my worth was all based on what the scale said. And so if I'm working out and I'm feeling good and feeling like I'm looking good, then I have value. But if I stop working out and start gaining weight, then my value also decreases. If you find your identity in anything or anyone other than Jesus Christ, get ready for a roller coaster ride. Not who I think I am, but we really are who God says that we are. Who gets to label things? The owner of, of that product or that thing, right? God is the one that created us. He's the one that gets to put his label on us. Amen, family. And so I want you to know who you are in Christ. So often people are like, I know who I am because I'm married to him. I know who I am because I'm raising these guys. What happens? Who do you become once the kids leave? That's good. I know who I am because I work at this job. What about when you show up and you, you, you're ready to do your job and you get handed a pink slip? Who are you then? In this day and time when identity is up for grabs, people are walking around saying, define me define me. How much I have defines me. How much I don't have defines me. Who I'm attracted to or who I sleep with defines me. This morning, family, it's important for us to know that our identity is all wrapped up and tied up in the person of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote something so very, very powerful, family, about who we are. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live. What happens now? The things that draw my attention, my top priority, because I have been crucified with Christ, all of those things that had my focus, all of those things that I tried to find my identity in, all of that stuff has been crucified with Christ because all of those things lead to death. I've been crucified with him. Now I'm made alive in him because you know he's not dead, right? Amen, family? I've been made alive in him. This life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God 
I don't have to run around saying, tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. I know exactly who I am as long as I'm married to you. I know exactly who I am as long as I make this amount of money. I, make, I know exactly who I am as long as my grades stay a certain place. As long as people think I'm cool. As long as people think, then I know who I am. But the second that the things that I have identified myself with are stripped away, I need to realize and you need to realize that we are owned by God. And no matter what people say about us, God has the final word. Amen, my family. You're a lot stronger than you know you are. I've been crucified with Christ. All those things that tried to identify me. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And I live now by faith in the Son of God who who loved me and gave himself for me. What that says for all of us this morning is that our primary identification, although I am thrilled to be married to Diva and thrilled to to be daddy to Brielle and to Nicholas, I gotta tell you, my primary identification in life is not who I'm married to or where I work or who knows me or who approves of me. My primary identification and your primary identification is I belong to Jesus Christ. That's who I am. No matter what my bank account says, and no matter what that doggone scale says, I belong to Jesus. He's the one that gets to define me. And so this life that I'm living now in the present, those things that would distract and those things that would fight for my attention to say, well, but you, you know, you're not making as much as you used to, or you know what, you're not as cool as you, all those things. I w- willingly relinquish all of those things and I nail them to the cross. I'm like, no, my focus is growing my faith in the one in whom I find my identity. That's my focus. Because there's only ever one person who gave his life for me. That's how I live now. Is there any scripture, pastor, is there, is there, is there any scripture that, that talks about the past? Because a lot of the labels that we wear are labels that we picked up when we were a kid. Oh, I'm, the, I'm always the last one picked for basketball, and I need to tell you, I was always the last one. <laughs> like, I stink, I stink about. Now, get me in a swimming pool, and that's a different story. Oh yeah, but I was always the last one. And so, maybe that's you. It's like, I'm not good enough. Because all of us fight that. I've said to you a few times since I've been your pastor, all of us fight that nagging question, am I enough? Am I enough? Just me. No matter how much I weigh, no no matter what I look like, no matter who I know, no matter how much is in the bank, no matter how popular I am, am I enough? And so that answer, that question gets answered for us all the way through our life. No, you're not. You're not pretty enough and you're not smart enough. You're not capable enough. And so we pick up those labels along the way. 
And a lot of times what happens to people, family, is they deal with some kind of trauma. They're, they've been in some kind of traumatic situation, whether it was abuse or rape or divorce, or they've experienced some kind of trauma, and that trauma imprints on us so much so that we grab onto it, and that becomes our identity. I'm divorced. I'm a liar. The problem with labels is there are times with those labels, there's some truth in what's being said. Oh, you're nothing but lazy. Well, maybe you're not the most motivated person anybody's ever met. You know what I mean? Like, what about when you did it? What about you did lie? And so the reason you have that label is because you deserved it, you earned it. Those things from the past, those things that I did that I can't seem to walk free from the guilt of, it's like they just keep dragging along with me. The shame never shuts its mouth. Is there a scripture for that, Pastor? Hmm. You better believe there is. Therefore, Paul writes in Corinthians, if anyone, that's great news for us because it doesn't matter what you weigh, it doesn't matter how you vote, it doesn't matter how much you have, it doesn't matter how popular you are, I need my second service crazy family to shout, anyone! Anyone! That means you, and that means me. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Guess what? The old, yeah, but you don't know what I did. The old, yeah, but this was just last week. The old, well, I got in trouble 10 years ago. The, the old is passed away. You no longer need to hold on to that to discover who you are. The old is passed away. Away. It's yesterday's news. What are you doing reading old newspapers? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. My beautiful family, you and me, we, we don't have any control over what people say about us. You know that? We don't have any control over what people say about us, but we do have control over what we hold on to and make a label. All the years that I worked with Pastor B.G. Nevitt, he was the pastor here at GT uh, for years and years while I was the music pastor. And right from the very beginning when I got here, I stayed with them for a little while with he and Pastor Brenda and their daughters, Amy and Melissa. And so I stayed with them and I just started calling Pastor Brenda mama and I started calling Pastor BG dad. And he started calling me a name that no one else on this planet calls me. He started, and until the day he passed away, he called me Junior. <laughs> and it's like, 
what he was saying is, is maybe you're not blood and maybe you're not legally fit, but you know what? I'm giving you a name that's going to welcome you into my family. And what I want to get through to you this morning, my beautiful family, is God will not come along and just rip those labels off of you. You have to be willing to say, God, I want a new name. I want to be part of your family. And he so desperately wants to relabel you. My grandma used to say something that I didn't understand. But now I get it. She said, baby. She called me her little Hershey's kiss, okay? That's what my grandma, she's like, and so, she, so my first tattoo I got was down here on my ankle. It's a little Hershey's kiss after she's passed away, you know? So she called me her little Hershey's kiss, her little chunk of chocolate. And uh, she, she did. And she's like, baby, let me tell you something. It don't matter what people call you. It only matters what you answer to. And so if someone calls out, hey, idiot, yeah? yeah? Hey, stupid. Huh? Hey, liar. Yeah? Hey, cheater. Uh-huh. Here I am. Hey, loser. Yeah, me. It doesn't matter what people call you. You and I can't control what people say about us. But doggone it, we don't have to take that garbage and wear it as a label. The oldest passed away. The oldest passed away. And here's what I know to be true, my beautiful family. God wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in you. But you're too busy holding on to the old. You can't receive the new if you're all wrapped up and tied up and identified with the old. Say, I'm ready for something new, Jesus. I'm ready. So you got to open your hands and you got to let God be the one that defines who you are. Yeah, but you don't know what I did. You don't know what I did. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what it's like to be raped. You don't know what it's like to be divorced. You don't know what it's like for everybody buzzing around talking about you. Yes, I do. Because for years and years, I watched as people gathered around and applauded Pastor BG. But I also watched the several times where people turned on him and how it broke his heart. And it was in those times, I would say, Dad, you are not who they say that you are. Dad, you are not who they say you are. And I speak that over your life this morning, my beautiful family. No one, no one should be labeled by their lowest point in life. No one. And so maybe you did it. Maybe you blew it. Maybe you ruined everything. Just because that's your label today, that doesn't mean that it has to be your label tomorrow. Can I get a hallelujah on that, family? 
The power of God is stronger than what you've done. Just because you're wearing that label today, God wants to set you free so that you can wear something different tomorrow. You have to let it go. Man, I've been finding my identity so much in that, Pastor. If I, if I let it go, then who am I? I'm so-and-so's son. I'm so-and-so's boy. And so that my identity has all just been wrapped up in I'm so-and-so's boy. And now my parents are gone. Who am I? Who am I? I'm married to so-and-so. But she walked out. Who am I now? My kids have got their own family. They're raising their own kids. Who am I? I've been so used to being the bad guy. I've so overly identified with being the bad daughter that if I let that go, Pastor Matt, who am I? What do I put on? If I let go of that, oh, that alcoholic bum. Oh, yeah, you know she's just going to fall off the wagon again. Oh, yeah, you know she's not that good of a mother. You're going to be just like your dad. If I let that go, then what should I put on? I'm so used to hearing that our family's always going to be poor. I'm so used to hearing that, oh yeah, divorce runs rampant in our family, good luck with yours. I'm so used to hearing, oh yeah, you might as well just accept the fact your mom had cancer, your grandma had cancer, it's coming, baby. You, I, I've just, I'm so used to identifying with what I've been through. I'm so used to finding my identity in what I've done that if you take that away, if you tell me to let that go, then doggone it, who am I? What should I put on? If I rip that label off, who am I? What am I supposed to put on? Paul answers that in such a beautiful way in Colossians family. He says, dress yourself up in this. Put on then as God's chosen ones. Did you know that about you? (gasps) Did you know you were chosen by God? You want to talk about a label? You were chosen by God. And he already knows what you did. And he already knows what you'll do. And still, he chose you. You want to talk about a label? What should I put on? I'm God's chosen. I'm God's chosen. (laughs) Holy and beloved. What, God, (laughs) what are you doing calling me holy? You know how I many dirty thoughts run through this month? You're going to, do you know what God's label has the power to do? God has the power to label or name you something that will call forward those things in your life that you can't even see yet. He says, you're perfect and holy. Me? I cuss a blue streak. When I get mad, I mean, you're sick. I'll take that label, God. 
Because that's, that label is not based on how I feel today. That label is not based on popular. God, I'll take that label. Because there's so much, so often times where I don't feel chosen. I don't feel holy. I'll take it, God. Holy and what family? God's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. He loves you so much. What are the thoughts of God towards me? Love. It's like my beloved, my beloved. You want to talk about a label? Wear that one, all right? Beloved. I'm going to put on a compassionate heart. And I may not naturally be a compassionate person, but it's no longer I that lives. It's Christ that lives in me, and he has such a a loving and compassionate heart for anybody and everybody, and he's in me, and I'm in him, so I'm going to actually dress myself with a compassionate heart. Kindness. I think Christians should be the kindest people on this planet. Amen. The kindest. So if you're going to clothe yourself in anything, if you're going to take a label off, Jesus has got something for you to put on. Kindness. What about humility? Humility says, I'm going to dress myself. I'm removing that label of liar, and I'm going to put a label of humility on. Humility says this, for me, for my life, the race is always going to be to the back of the line. Instead of always having to be out front, I'm going to race to the back of the line because I'm going to serve you. I'm going to wear that label. Humility. Meekness. Maybe some of you have been told, you're too much. How many of you know I've heard that a time or two in my life? (laughs) Meekness. It might be true. There might be an occasion where I come on a bit too strong. An occasion. Where's Diva? Not a word, Diva. Not a word. (laughs) Meekness. I'm just going to, I'm going to clothe myself in meekness and patience. Patience behind the wheel. Yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, patience. I was talking to a friend of mine last week. Come on up here, Brenda. She's going to play for me. Her and I were talking last week, and I said, Brenda, don't you wish you could just tell people you have patience, but it could never be tested? It's like, oh, I got all this patience. Don't try it, though. Don't test me in it. Don't test, but I, oh, you can try. I'm patient. It's like, maybe you do have a problem with anger. Maybe you do have a problem with going off on people. You know what? I'm taking that label off. My way or the highway. Nope. I'm taking that label. I'm going to clothe myself. The label I'm going to wear is patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, forgiven. Yeah, just that label. Who, me? Yes, I'm forgiven. So you must also forgive. And above all. Everybody shout, above all. These put on what, fam? Because if you don't have anything nice to say, show love. If you don't feel like being kind, if you don't, show love. Above all these, love which binds everything together in 
perfect harmony. You don't have any control over what has been said about you or what is being said about you. But you do have a choice. God says, I've chosen you. He's already made up his mind. He says, the label I'm putting on you, baby, is chosen. But it's up to you to rip off the label of thief. It's up to you. You have the choice to rip off the label of liar. You don't have control over what people say about you, but you have control over whether you grab onto it and start wearing it around. Because if you start wearing it around, guess what? You're gonna start behaving in that way. Well, everybody thinks I'm a liar anyway, so I might as well just do it. You know what I mean? Everybody thinks I'm a cheater anyway, so hey, everybody, hey, everybody th you, you know what I mean? And just because maybe once you cheated on a test, just maybe once, but that's the label you wear now. It's like, yeah, I remember back in his freshman year, he cheated, and so that felt, no. You get to name it something else. You get to name it something else. And so if you've been one of those people that your identity has been wrapped up in who knows you. Your identity has been wrapped up in who you're raising or who you're married to or how much you have or who you're attracted to. Maybe that's where you find your identity. I've got great news for you today. The cross has the final word. And Jesus says, you are holy, you are chosen, you are forgiven, you are here for a purpose, and everything that you have been through, instead of wearing it around as a label, what the Lord says to you this morning is I am going to give you beauty for ashes. That thing that has been your greatest shame, I'm gonna turn it around and I'm gonna use it He has the final word. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, my beautiful family? Jesus, we thank you for who we are in you. That we don't have to over-identify with our struggles. We don't have to over-identify with our failures so much so that they become who we are. That we can stand forgiven in your presence and say, God, tell me who you want me to be. My life is yours. I don't get to say, hey, I've been crucified with Christ. So that means I'm going to do and live and be who you want me to be. I'm all yours, God. My identity, my primary identification is I am a child of God. If you'll keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, or maybe this morning you decided to stay home and watch live stream, I want you to know that God loves you so very, very much. And he has a purpose and a plan for what you're going through right now. Maybe you're here or maybe you're watching and you don't know Jesus yet. You've never like said some kind of prayer. They're not magical prayers, but some kind of prayer, just making yourself available to God, just letting God know that it's like, okay, I'm at a point in my life now where I do believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he died for my sin. 
maybe you're ready to make that commitment today. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to ask you to say this prayer after me. This is you becoming a follower of Jesus Christ today, okay? Would you say, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I ask you today to come into my life. Take away the sin. Take away the guilt. Take away all those regrets. From now on, Jesus, my life is yours forevermore in your name. Amen. Can we celebrate with people giving their lives to Jesus today? The best decision you've ever made. And listen, because here at GT Church, we're committed in you growing in your walk and your faith in Jesus Christ. We don't want you to start or be on this journey by yourself. So I want you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time with me today, I want you to text the word heaven to 41411. The word heaven to 41411. And you'll be introduced to my good friends, Jason and Brittany. They're our new believer guides and they just want to walk with you. There's a short video series that they want to take you through and, and be able to ha help answer any questions that you might have about this new faith in Jesus Christ. All right, make sure you do that. Would you stand up on your feet, my beautiful family? Hey, listen, you know, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Turn to your neighbor just one more time and say, I know who I am. Say, I'm awesome, baby. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. See you right here next Sunday at GT, family.